welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Leadership Podcast. My name is Charlie McMahon, and I am leading our listeners through um, the intersection of a book that has been an epiphany for me and the section of Scripture that has been the sustainer, the guider, the, the, the leadership of my life, and that is Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the most famous sermon in history, the Sermon on the Mount. How do those two intera- interact? How do those two intersect? If you were with us last month, or last podcast, I should say, you know that the book Driven by Doug Brackman and Randy Kelly has been an epiphany for me. It's a book about the 10% of us who are born with a genetic makeup that's D, called D2, D4, and we are the driven. We are the entrepreneurs, the Navy SEALs, the ADD, ADHD, uh, people who are never satisfied. We're never satisfied. We have a perfectionistic tendency. We are driven. We are driven. We tend to be very competitive. We tend to be um, unsatisfied. As a matter of fact, I was listening to music on my favorite station in Hilton Head last week, 104.9, The Surf, which is oldies music, and two songs came up back to back that would be the songs of the driven. I can't get no satisfaction by the Stones, and you too, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Those are the songs of the driven. We are never satisfied. We actually have a genetic makeup that dopamine, the pleasure drug, does not get released very easily in our bodies. That's why if we can eat four donuts, our tendency is we won't eat three. This is why this genetic makeup is behind alcoholism, it's behind addiction, and it's behind entrepreneurs like Steve Jobs and Elon Musk who get things done. But unfortunately, who get things done and leave body bags in their path. And so... I take things that are, okay, seemingly disconnected, and now how do these intersect? And for me, as I read and finished Driven, I said, how do I lay this alongside? How do I filter this through the Sermon on the Mount? Because the Sermon on the Mount is, is, is it's the way for me, I, my life, I've tried to govern my life. And if you've heard this, you know that the Sermon on the Mount, and especially the Beatitudes, the eight blessed R's that open up the Sermon on the Mount, are not a way to live. He's not setting up another law. He's saying, this is what you'll look like like when my rightness lives in you. And I was uh, coming across this book via the podcast that Sherry had listened to by Ben Greenfield Fitness, in which he interviewed Doug Brackman. And she said, Charlie, you need to listen to this because it explains your basement, uh, the creative explosion in our basement. It explains why golf no longer became appealing to you once you didn't feel like you could get any better. It explains why you're so driven about tennis and et cetera. And uh, she described it in such a way that I went right to the book. I didn't, I still haven't listened to the podcast, although I will. And so here's what we want to do. Last week we opened this. 
last podcast, this podcast, we want to continue this. Last time I told you about the first, the first beatitude that Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount is, blessed are you who are spiritually empty. Which, by the way, D2, D4s can constantly, the driven feel spiritually bankrupt because well, on the one hand, we, we, uh, we get a lot done, but we never, we never feel happy about it. We'll even sabotage our life because we don't feel happy about it. If people only knew, for example, I've never, I've never been able to really be happy about Southbrook. Like I've never reached a point where I go, why, this really feels good. It never has felt that way for me. I walk around all the time feeling like this is just a wreck waiting to happen. And it, it can really leave you feeling spiritually bankrupt. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for you are a candidate, Jesus said, for the rightness of heaven to come into you. So if you and I as D2D4s will take our spiritual bankruptcy and we'll let heaven come into that, well, God will create something out of that. It's the best leadership we would ever have. And Sherry, my wife, complimented me because she saw in me um, these driven tendencies. She's lived with them now for over 35 years. But she also has seen what Jesus' rightness, the word is dikaiusene, we, we call it righteousness, but that sounds so spiritual. It's just rightness. You know, it's righteous, dude. It's that, man, that was just good. When that's in us, we, uh, we, we lead at a different level. And she said, you know, I've seen this happen in you. And it was a great affirmation that, that we driven off and need to hear that I'm not just wrecking things anymore. I'm, I'm leading in more of a healthy way. Well, let's go to the second one. Let's go to the second one. The second beatitude is blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So, now again, the Beatitudes aren't, this is what you should be. You should be poor in spirit. No, this, the, the Beatitudes, you know, are not, the, you should be mournful all the time. You know, some people think this, you should walk around sad all the time, or you're really not spiritual. And this is where many morose, despondent, spiritual traditions have come from, is, is statements like this, blessed are those who mourn, for they'll be comforted. Christians shouldn't laugh. You should never be too happy, because that means you're not in touch with pain. And, and that's not what he's saying here at all. He's saying, those of you who are mourning, I want you to know in my movement, you are candidates for unbelievable comfort. Those of you who are weeping now, who've been broken, who've been rejected, who have experienced failure and disappointment, the, the, the reign of the comforter is coming to you and you're going to be better off than you were before the disastrous circumstances, whatever they were, happened. Oh, this is so for us driven because we walk around a lot of times outwardly as energetic and giving off energy and we're making things happen. We're catalyzers, but on the inside we're grieving. Some of what we're grieving is we've never been able to achieve what we intended on achieving. We've never been able to get there. When I came out of college, I, I had a mentor who gave me this dream that I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of building a church. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to inherit a church. I wanted to build one from the ground up. I have literally lived my dream. Like I have literally been able to live my dream. For you people can say that, that what they wanted to do in college, they've been able to live. Truth, I've lived most of it grieving. 
I've loved most of it grieving. Why? Not because this has been a nightmare, but because we driven t- tend to see what's not. We tend to see only what hasn't happened. Like we're so far from what I think we can be in our redemptive potential as an organization that I tend to spend most of my time mourning. I really do. And this book was an epiphany for me because I was able to recognize that. But now I can intersect that. And hopefully for you, if you're part of the 10% or you're married to a 10% D2, D4 driven person, hey, it's okay. That makes you a candidate for Jesus' rightness to come into you. And so this is what it did for me. That I, I put that book down, as I said, I'm going to read it again. And now I'm filtering it through this, and this is the reaction to me. So now in recent weeks when I've come across, for example, Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who are mourning, they will be comforted. I just sit there and go, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just receiving, I'm just receiving, Jesus, that you're, it's okay. It's okay that Southbrook is a, an imperfect place. It's okay that my leadership is so imperfect that for every one time that I seem to get something right, there are nine times that I got it wrong. And for a driven person that I look at myself and go, gee whiz, as driven's most of all uh, often struggle with the imposter syndrome, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be leading this? It's okay. It's okay. And while I may walk around with the stones, I, I can't find no, it can't, can't do satisfaction. I, I, with, with Bono ringing in my ears, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's okay. It's all right. And that reality, hopefully today helps you. Hopefully today you're able to just rest in that reality that, that probably you've had a bigger effect than you think. Probably you have caused some wrecks. Probably you have some body bags in your past and in your path. But God's still in charge. And if today your mourning will allow you to be empty, then he can come in and he can fill that and you'll be healed and your leadership will be better tomorrow. Until next time on the Leadership Podcast, this is Charlie McMahon. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.